Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. And today I have a special guest, Yahav from Magix. Hey, welcome, Yahav. Hey, Norbert. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, looking forward for today's session. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's really stunning today because we're talking a lot, I think, about marketing because um, Magix is a great tool that helps you optimize your advertising spends. And uh, yeah, why why should I tell you about it if we have Yav here, the founder? Uh, just tell me a bit about your software. Yeah, so uh, I'm the CEO, uh, co-founder of Magix.com. We we're basically a SaaS company. Uh, our vision is to make uh, we're making uh, advertising budgets more profitable for brands, uh, mainly on the Facebook platform, also Google now, uh, expanding into more channels and helping really businesses optimize their ad spend in the most optimal way across channels. Uh, today we're managing around two hundred million dollars a month in uh, Facebook and Google ad spend. Uh, so yeah, growing fast. Um, that's that's where we are. That's cool. Um, how did you get into the world of uh, e-commerce businesses, helping them to to grow? So I started uh, my career at uh, Imarsis, which is an email marketing company. Um, by the way, it was sold like one month ago in over half a billion euro to uh, SAP, SAP, the German. Oh, uh, Jesus, that's great. Yeah. So I was there for four years. I joined when it was only an email marketing company. And was responsible for developing uh, all the uh, bunch of business units uh, across channels, kind of like entrepreneur in residence in the company. And that's where kind of like I fell in love with all the advertising business, even though it was not like the core business there. Uh, and was specifically intrigued with how much budgets are being like uh, spent and managed on, on on those platforms, on the media ad networks. Uh, so I decided to at some point to leave uh, to leave Marcis, the email marketing company, and start my own ad agency. I started like with uh, with uh, larger clients, with enterprise clients, uh, big spenders, uh, mainly e-commerce businesses. Um, anyone spending above hundred thousand dollars a month had like six, seven, eight uh, clients at the time. Boutique, uh, very boutique, um, and uh, yeah, that later on, that uh, basically um, at some point, I, I realized that it's not that scalable of a business, and I decided to start Magix, which is a software company. Uh, again, basically taking all this knowledge, all this experience we had and, and turning it into a software uh, that can scale. Cool. Um, and tell me a bit about what exactly is Magix doing for, let's say, uh, a store owner. Yeah. So it gives you basically all the all the knowledge and the advertising tools uh, to succeed with uh, Facebook and uh, Google Ads. Um, uh, you can... Um, the areas that we help with are like creation, uh, automation, and uh, analytics. Those are like the main areas, but inside each area, we have a lot of different solutions that help you to maximize the performance on the ad platform. Uh, so that's kind of like the main focus of Magix. Google and Facebook themselves have like native ad platforms, but those platforms are kind of like a toolbox. You really need to know 
how what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. It's uh, very time consuming in terms of managing everything, building out the strategies. That's why a lot of people are going and kind of like uh, getting like ad agencies to help them with this. Uh, and we are basically a software that uh, that uh, help any business, including the ad agencies themselves, to um, make the most profits out of the budgets that they're managing. Okay, great. So now I, I am uh, currently using um, uh, Ad Espresso uh, for, for internal ads. How, how sets uh, Magix uh, uh, apart from, uh, or what sets Magix apart from Ad Espresso? What is the difference? Mm-hmm. Uh, Adespresso is one of the first tools that uh, were ever developed on the on the Facebook uh, marketing API, um, and uh, yeah, Adespresso is main. I mean, the main difference between uh, Adespresso and Magix that Adespresso kind of like uh, more like uh, replicates the existing Facebook functionality. So they're trying to um, they're trying to make uh, Facebook uh, uh, like to build a better version of, of Facebook, which is a very hard and challenging task because the ads manager, it's great by itself. And we are more like, um, in our philosophy, where we know that the ads manager, the Facebook ads manager is a great tool. So we only build layers on top of it to complement it wherever it's not good uh, or whatever uh, advertisers have more needs. Uh, on the platform uh, differences, we have uh, creative insights. We work a lot with AI, with our AI audience creation, with uh, um, uh, analyzing creative tags. We have machine learning and object recognition uh, technology that we can, like, we immediately know to uh, spot, like, which elements are driving performance in your ads and how different audiences, um, how different creative works on different audiences and what's the reason behind it, which helps you also with uh, creative briefing and and creative insight, uh, finding a uh, creative fatigue. So we're really kind of like big on creative, uh, but uh, which is kind of lacking on the, uh, as I know, on the ad espresso system. But besides that, we have uh, uh, automation tactics. We have uh, we have a whole suite of tools. Uh, um, Magix is kind of like you can imagine like uh, having se- seven different like. Uh, um, technologies that today you might need to uh, optimize and run your ads like in one tool. So uh, we're slightly, maybe it slightly costs more than Adespresso, but you're getting like capabilities of like, if you want to get those capabilities, you really have to um, get like seven different other tools. Okay, cool. Um, so now I'm a store owner because our audience most likely have uh, have a store. Um, I, I'm using, let's say, Shopify. This is most common or Magento. Um, and of course, as a store owner, I want to advertise my products. Um, how, how, how does this work? Do I get my catalog somehow into your system? Or do you hook on the catalog that I've connected with uh, Facebook already? So how would this um, help me as a store owner? So, so um, first of all, uh, Magix would help you to to create basically and launch a, a full funnel a advertising uh, strategy. That means that we're covering uh, all of your uh, campaigns and audiences that you should be running and testing across all the audience clusters, from prospecting, remarketing, retargeting, retention. Even in uh, those, are, this is kind of like the full funnel strategy, uh, so to speak. But inside each one of those areas that I mentioned, there's a lot of sub audiences that you should be testing. And uh, with one click, you, ba- you can basically launch like hundreds uh, of audiences across the full funnel, which would then help you figure out like what works best. And then the next step that Magix helps you is basically help you to um, uh, uh, automate the strategy, optimize the budgets, analyze the creatives, uh, uh, build out from there. And um, so those are kind of like uh, 
the, the main three areas of how magics work, but there's a lot of like tools and features and products inside like bid testing. It helps with bidding optimization. It helps you to automate reporting. If you're an agency, you can also like white label it to show your clients. Um, in general, for agencies, it helps them like to, to just manage like more clients uh, without like uh, going in, like with less people basically. Um, and uh, yeah, in terms of launching ads, we have a, a unique technology that unifies the creative. So in Facebook, it's uh, kind of like very hard to understand um, which create, like um, Facebook reports on, on, on the ad level. So it's, if you have creative, like in multiple places, in multiple campaigns, in different post ideas, you get like separate reporting. We know to unify this and then show you like, okay, this is your best creative. Uh, this is your best credit for this audience. And then also when you launch this full final strategy that I mentioned, it helps you really to select like the most profitable creatives, but also the best settings for the specific audiences that you're launching and for the ad set eventually, because that's how it's called on Facebook. Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, based on your really extensive experience working with e-commerce businesses, uh, what sets the winners apart from the rest? Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion, like the, the best businesses are the businesses that know their numbers. So like great businesses show that they can have a CAC uh, reduction. So cost of uh, customer acquisition, that when they scale their business, their CAC uh, still stays the same. Great businesses show that they're even reducing their CAC over time. Um, and, and that's basically what also uh, investors are looking at. They're looking at, uh, you know, when, when the investor evaluates the e-commerce business, they will look at uh, new customers and also the acceleration of new customers uh, uh, month to month. Um, that's on the on the acquisition side of things, what we specialize in, but not less important than this is knowing your uh, retention uh, numbers. So for uh, e-commerce business, uh, what is your uh, returning customer rate? Uh, choose a time frame, six months, one year ahead. Uh, how much uh, revenue are you generating after the first purchase? Uh, this type of uh, information, if you don't know those numbers, not just on the revenue basis, but also in a net profit margin, um, you, you need to know those numbers in order to take like strategic business decisions uh, and to to, to decide how much are you going to spend. Uh, many businesses should be scaling and they're like missing this opportunity because they don't understand the numbers. Other, other businesses are just spending too much. Uh, burning cash will never be profitable, uh, but 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 they're kind of in the bubble. So it, you really need uh, the best business owners really understand the, their numbers. And uh, operationally, what what should the biggest focus be for uh, the e-commerce business leader? Yeah. So basically, as a business leader, it's a it's a it's you first of all need to know those things that I mentioned with your numbers and everything. But it's uh, you as a leader, your responsibility is to transfer this knowledge to your team. So uh, uh, basically, uh, your customer acquisition department, if you're doing SEO, SEO helps you with CAC reduction. Uh, paid advertising help you with new business acceleration. I'm on purpose repeating those words because those are the, those are the the, out, the outcomes. And those are the KPIs that as a business owner should be tracking, returning customer rate, lifetime value. The, uh, it's not just buzzwords. It's really something that you can measure. You can look at the trends over time and track your uh, business health. So as a leader, make sure that everyone that works under you or works with you knows those numbers and optimizes those um, uh, into those uh, numbers. Mm -hmm. Great. What are the biggest dangers to an e-commerce startup? Um, how can they avoid them? Yeah. So again, the biggest mistake I'm seeing, just businesses that don't know the numbers, they don't know how much they should spend and what is their next best move. So again, knowing your numbers. Number two, uh, um, invest in a brand. Invest in building your own brand. If you're, if you're for example, a dropshipper, 
you need already to think, okay, what's next? How can I, how can I turn this into a real brand uh, 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 that is sustainable, that people, that, a brand that people love, that people recognize, that people uh, appreciate? And those are the, um, th- this is like the, the second biggest mistake, like not turning your business into a great brand. Um, the third one I would say is more related to uh, that I see a lot is like a, kind of like around the founding team of the business. So a lot of people are just like, um, like they, 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 they would be, might be a person that is a great marketer, but he needs to, he needs to equip himself uh, with a complementary founding team. So maybe if you're in e-commerce, it's very important uh, to have a great CTO for all the website stuff and uh, tech and integrating stuff. It's a, it's one, it's a, it's one piece of our business. Another one is like operation. You need a great op- operating person. If you're a marketer and you're a whole messy like me, you know, like and thinking about so many things. Yeah, you you need uh, there's some components that you really need to have, and and you need to choose your uh, uh, business uh, partners uh, wisely. Uh, that's that's the third one I would say. Uh, f- the fourth one I would um, it could be like again I'm seeing too many too many uh, uh, business owners that are trying to do everything themselves. It's kind of connecting to the previous point, but you see too many business owners that are now jumping into their Facebook ad account and like yeah I'm going to optimize the hell out of it and optimizing and suddenly uh, from an e-commerce owner that needs to build a brand and uh, has unique specific things, it becomes like an ad buyer and it has nothing to do with like his core business. It's not one of not one of gonna, not go, not what's going to make him like a ten-figure, nine-figure company. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of like uh, too many people oh. just optimizing their business instead of like navigating, you know, optimizing their ad account instead of like navigating their business. I, I I've seen that uh, also quite often, uh, and I'm also some one some guy that that is also still doing the same mistake. Um, stop doing things yourself. Um, I think it's, it's more important that you have the right team and can delegate tasks. So as a store owner or as a business owner in general, and this is not even related to e-commerce, it's, uh, it's a general business rule. Um, uh, try to find people that can do things better than you can do, uh, yeah. and let them do the tasks instead of doing everything yourself because it's just time consuming and every time you switch a task and you do something different um, you lose 20-30 minutes until you're fully in to that specific task and you're losing a lot of opportunities um, when you do everything yourself absolutely yeah. Mm. Yeah, you basically need to you need to work uh, work on the business and not work in the business yeah, is there is there any really quick win for an e-commerce business? What they could do right away to streamline their operation? Uh, yeah, I would say like the easiest thing is to work like to use like world world class uh, like marketing technologies or advertising technologies, and in general, just use world class tech because today there are so many great solutions. For example, for email marketing, you know, you have like Mailchimp, or for marketing automation, Klaviyo. You have a OCU one click upsell. Uh, obviously, magics. Uh, I would recommend for uh, Facebook ads and uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, no, yeah, but sign up for a trial. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but seriously, like uh, there's so so much great uh, tech out there, yeah. and if you don't like uh, stack, if you don't have a good stack of uh, technology, then uh, then it will be really kind of like hard to succeed. Yeah, and what role do you see in automation? 
automation is for me, um, I, I think I, I'm more thinking about like AI, but uh, automation is like the first steps of AI. And I feel like that the, the robots basically, uh, when I talk about automation, AI, the robots should basically, uh, uh, we should outsource. You talked about outsourcing the work and uh, finding people that are better than you. So I believe that machines are better than human in many of the tasks that humans are doing, like the tedious, repeatable tasks. And this is exactly the the um, the work you need to outsource to the machines uh, and all the rest uh, that uh, that only human can do, like a strategy, creative, business strategy. You know, like um, uh, this is where uh, people should actually be spending their time. Um, my last question for today: um, Who has taught you the most about um, e-commerce in your career? About e-commerce, I would say it's like a, it's a it's a bunch of experiences uh, together. Um, so it would in every stage of uh, my career, it would be somewhere else. Maybe when I started as an employee at the email marketing company, it was uh, it was my manager. Uh, uh, I looked up to him. Uh, uh, I, I strengthened my product skills um, and uh, learned about e-commerce. And then at a later stage in the ad agency. It was uh, most probably like the, the biggest ad agencies in the world. For example, uh, Mute 6. I really looked up to them as an agency, if you know them. And uh, and by the way, today they're like a Magix uh, customer. So it's like pretty cool to close the circle. And and today as a SaaS founder running Magix, you know, I look at companies that are uh, SaaS companies, product-led growth, uh, companies that are doing, uh, you know, uh, 100 million uh, uh, plus in uh, annual uh, recurring revenue. And those are kind of like the, the people I look out. So I feel like it's really kind of like shifting, shifting uh, throughout the career. I think uh, as, as a general like uh, um, advice or, or, or way how I, at least I look at it, I always kind of like try to look at people that are a few steps kind of like uh, ahead of me, but not like too much, like not 10 times ahead. I won't look at like, okay, how does Shopify run their business? or how does uh, uh, Facebook do it? But rather like companies that are, or people that are a few steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It was really a pleasure to talk to you, to learn a bit about um, your tool, how you think about the numbers, and especially um, what what I learned today and what I think is really important, um, uh, really for every store owner, know your numbers. Uh, we heard it, we hear that so often, and it's not just um, just a, a bus thing, so that everyone should have the numbers somewhere in place. And really learn from those numbers, know your numbers, and learn from them, and try to reduce the customer acquisition costs uh, as good as you can. And there are tools outside that can help you really with that. Um, thanks again. Hi. Stay safe. You too. Pandemic. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.